KHEN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. K Hen is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop broadband.com or call toll free 877 Welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails. With me, your host, Forrest Whitman. And come on back, sit in the old Cahen caboose. Cahen is 106.9 on your on your FM dial or by podcast anytime or in iTunes, too. Uh, we've been getting some people who listen to iTunes. And um, so just put your feet up by the cold stove there. Try to Try to stay a little warm here in the caboose. If you really want to, you can climb up to the angel's seat and look out and watch the watch the snow-covered ground as we roll along here. Up in the head end of this engine is Rick White. He's our engineer. And yeah, thank you, Forrest. Yeah, we got a little bit of snow on the ground this morning, and I've got the Doberman up here keeping me warm in the uh, engine. Oh. So it, it looks like we'll be clear sailing, but just want to let you know we've got we're we're watching close, going through the snow, are we? Yeah. Well, our our special guest today is John McCarthy. He's been a rail fan most of his life. He follows the rail press probably better than I know, and um, so we want to chat with him today about just what he's hearing because he often has his ear to the rails, so to speak and <laughs> comes up with some stories. And we've got two or three stories. Today, uh, Denver Post uh, says that the uh, county commissioners from Eagle County are fighting uh, hard the new, uh, the new uh, Uinta rail link that's being built. Now, we should really say what that is because our listeners are probably saying, what is that? <laughs> that's a... Uh, 95-mile-long rail link being built from uh, the, the, the shale oil beds. But they, this, this is over in Utah. It's in the Uinta Basin. And the thing is, these, there's, there is oil in there, regular liquid oil, but it's very viscous. It's called um, waxy crude. How about that? Waxy crude. What a name, huh? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it goes, it goes, uh, and, and, and they, they're, they're, they're building this railroad to pull it out of there. And um, that's going to change the whole rail picture 
So I don't know. Oh, John, do you, do you want to comment on that at all? Or should we just jump in over there? <laughs> sure. Good morning. Good morning from the lounge car. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Hey, well, I have a comment about what you just said for us. They are proposing building this 95-mile link. Right. It's not off the ground, right? Right. Yeah, okay. But they have, uh, they have all the counties along the way excited about it. Because wow. they think it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce some jobs. Uh, they have refineries in Texas who are saying, if you can get those rail cars to us, we'll refine it. Well, once they get it to there, I mean, you know, it's got to be shipped in heated, heated cars. Otherwise, this waxy crude just becomes a solid, and uh, that's no way to do anything. So, what What are you thinking, uh, John? I know you've been following this. Well, hasn't the uh, you went to railroad been around for quite a while? Um, are they trying to extend it? Is that what's going on? Did it used to stop like at Helper or something? Something like that. Well, it's it's certainly been around as a proposal. This from the main line of the uh, old Santa Fe out into the oil bearing grounds, so to speak, has been on their mind for a long time. In fact, if you if you look back in history, why uh, even in the 1920s they uh, were going to build that, but the the waxy crude is such a funny kind of oil. It needs a lot of refining. It, it takes a lot of energy to refine it. One wag said it takes a teaspoon of energy to get a teaspoon of oil. And I think that really might be close to the truth. And, and that, uh, that sounds about right. I mean, energy is energy, and, and, uh, but you have to put it in a form that's usable. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, all the lakes here have a lot of potential energy, but you would have to put uh, some kind of a pipeline to them to make the water come downhill and power a turbine. So I guess it's the same way with the oil, kind of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But John, do you know anything about this railroad company that uh, is so so favored, really, by the Union Pacific? I mean, the Union Pacific has given them. Uh, the green light to use their rails through, uh, well, through Salida, through Buena Vista, through, um, oh, I don't know, all, all the little towns are out here and over Tennessee Pass. I mean, they've, the Union Pacific has given them the green light, even though they haven't used them. Those rails haven't been used in quite a while. But I, what, what do you make of all that? Well, well, I mean, um... So they're transporting this as a liquid in tank cars. Is that right? And they, then they have yeah, to yeah. eat the tank cars. Those are pretty heavy. I would think they would have to do an awful lot of work on the Tennessee Pass line to carry cars of that weight. Oh, um, actually, you should get, go into that a little bit for us, because that's, that's not what they're talking about. This seems like that's not what they're talking It's Of course, they're being very... You know, they're kind of hiding their business plan a little, which they all do. But um, it looks like they're going to try to go up to uh, follow follow the bank of the Colorado River all the way up to the Moffat Tunnel, through the Moffat Tunnel, then follow the uh, South Boulder Creek 
down, down, down uh, through those rails into the Denver Metroplex, which is complexing. And because uh, it's it's a confusion of railroad lines and through through Denver, then get uh, it. I don't know. It used to be the Gulf Mobile in Ohio. Now it's I don't know who owns the southbound rails out of there. Uh, probably the BNSF. And then they're going to go down to Texas and, and refine the stuff <clears throat> and then send it out to a gas station near you. I, I guess, you know, it's, it, it, it's an incredible stretch. And yet it's been backed and they've got investors and the uh, Surface Transportation Board has given them the, the go ahead. And what, now what do you hear about all that, John? You've got, What's what's the gossip out there on that? Yeah. I, I kind of wish I knew. I don't know uh, much more about it than what you said. Um, and, you know, the, <laughs> is there still going to be the demand for oil in ten years? I know in California they're uh, supposedly mandating only electric cars f- after twenty thirty five, at least for sales. So, but oil people always uh, always are looking to develop their. Uh, their facilities and sell more oil. So that's just what they do. Interesting. So, so John, uh, let's see, I'll fill in just a little bit more. So they want to move these oil uh, heavy tankers, heated tankers, whatever, through Moffat tunnel and that way, but they're, they think they're going to take up enough of the traffic of the Moffat tunnel that they want to, um, ship more common goods down through here, whether it's Pueblo to wherever that would be or vice versa. That's what they're wanting to use the uh, Tennessee pass line for. Okay. It's kind of a a safety valve in case they get the traffic too much. Yeah. Still taking a lot lot of work on it. I mean, I live, I cross the tracks every day when I leave the house and boy, there's, (laughs) There's weeds about three feet high on it, so they'd have to do some work. Yeah, or, I don't think they're running at ten miles an hour, which is what it would be. That is, it would be very slow, very long. They're going to block those crossings quite a while at ten miles an hour. Um, you know that it, it, they're not going to stop, but they're it'll 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 ease along, and especially if they hit ten trains a day. Why, ten trains a day up through the uh, the Utah gulches, uh, all the way across to Dotsero, up Dotsero along next to the uh, along next to the the river, all that way. You know, it's uh, it's kind of mind it is mind boggling when you think about it. Um, all the way up to the tunnel, then through the tunnel. I mean, they they're going to have to wait. They're obviously not going to be able to just go right through the tunnel each time. I mean, I think, I mean, they wait now. They wait their turn to go through the tunnel. So we, we assume that these 10 trains are all gonna be waiting, either coming back. Well, coming back probably longer as they're coming up out of Denver. Huh, huh. The speculation here is pretty incredible. You always worry about um, what's going to happen if they have a spill, you know, or a wreck or something. But perhaps with that waxy crude that uh, it'll congeal pretty quickly and not flow all the way down the river to 
to uh, Arizona or something. Yeah, I think it would congeal. It it would congeal pretty quickly. It would. But um, what what about? Have we heard anything more about possible passenger operations on the on the line through here off over Tennessee Pass? Well, when they talked to the county commissioners over here, uh, and and this, by the way, we should give their full name. I've got it here. It's called the Colorado Midland and Pacific something railroad is it's a long it's a long title for a little <laughs> for a little railroad i'll tell you that and um uh sarah cassidy who we've had on once at least on this show now she uh sarah cassidy works for the colorado midland and um when i asked her if, if they were in competition somehow with the uh, Colorado Pacific, which also has tried to get a lease out of the Union Pacific for these same rails. Um, she said, well, she didn't think so, but yet, but yet uh, certainly she felt like our county commissioners over here in Eagle County and in Chafee County and uh, Park County uh, were, were were tilted toward her railroad and tilted away from the other railroad and the other railroad, of course, owned by the Soviet family. And they are, you know, billionaires. We've got a lot of billionaires around this neck of the woods. I'll tell you that. And, and uh, they, I mean, they really wanted, they would have just bought it. They would have just bought these rails and said, fine, we'll run a daily passenger train. And the rest of the time we're gonna ship grain and we're gonna ship parts for wind turbines. Now, you know, well, they've got a big factory over there. I didn't know this. They make uh, wind turbine parts. And apparently that's because Eastern, Eastern Colorado is a good place to build uh, wind turbines, and I guess try them out. And, but the, they depend on rail transportation. So I don't know, what, you're a Californian, sort of. <laughs> what do you think, is, is, can California get on that bandwagon out here or? You know what I mean as far as passenger rail? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're still, they're still building the high speed, speed rail. It's gonna run from, um, I think Hanford to to uh, Merced or something like that about a about a two hundred mile run uh, and then they don't have any money <laughs> beyond that. Yeah. Um, but I think they're hoping that if well if we get it up and running, people will like it and and we can get some more money for it. But we'll see. And I guess that's all we can say is we'll see. I I don't see how you're going to stop this project myself. Now they've got lawsuits going, but I think judges are gonna look at this and say, well, the uh, Surface Transportation Board okayed it. Well, the uh, Union Pacific wants to lease these rails. Well, the county governments over there, they all, uh, you know, they, they all want this project. They think it'll add to their, uh, well, their employee base and so on. 
and with all that momentum behind it, uh, plus some stimulus money. Now, they've, 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 those counties over there have some stimulus money, and the idea is to, you know, to boost their, boost their employee base. So oh, yeah, here I, they I, are. Uh, you know, it's, it, <clears throat> Colorado's going to grow just like most other places are. And, yeah. you know, hopefully it can be controlled. I mean, I think, I think rail would, would be good. Uh, they they sort of always keep talking about having uh, rail service up to Summit County to, to bring the skiers in. And I guess that traffic gets really ugly there at times. Yeah. And uh, this, would, this would be addition to it. I mean, you know, if we're getting some people that want to run oil over it, they're probably willing to put some money into the track and maybe that's, maybe that's a way to get it going. I don't know that you and I will ever see it, but <laughs> no, maybe, no, maybe someday. Well, maybe certainly the chairman. Oh, um, we're seeing the, the thumb raised by our engineer. <laughs> what do we hear from the head end of this train? We're there, still looking uh, Rick? pretty good. I got the windshield wipers on to keep the uh, windshield. I got my, I got my eyes peeled up here. Pretty good snow, eh? Yeah. How many inches do you have on the ground up there? Oh, well, uh, only less than two inches up here. Oh, okay. How about you? I would say we've got maybe a little over two inches, right about That's two right. inches. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the same here in north of town. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not a blizzard, but it's it's snow, and the gosh, the plants love it. Yep. Yeah, I see they have like two feet in Boston. Wow. That yeah. heavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes me want to stay inside yeah. uh, the caboose here and throw a little more coal on the stove. See, we probably shouldn't be burning coal. We should probably have an electric <laughs> heater <laughs> in the Cahan uh, caboose. And, um, well, John, if, 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 if California does that, and converts to electric automobiles. What? That's that's well. Look at the look at the demand there is now for to refined oil over there. I mean, can they actually can they do that? I mean, that'd be a huge. Uh, it's just it's just that any new cars sold in California would would have to be uh, electric. But, oh. Uh, yeah, I mean that was when they first started the heavy smog regulations. Everybody went to Las Vegas to buy cars, and that's that's backed off now because most places have some pollution controls that they want in the cars. Uh -huh. um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I considering I just got my propane bill. Yeah, I would consider all electric. Uh, propane has has gone up for you. Oh yeah, it's expensive. I. Uh, yeah, my, my propane bill is gosh, it's been up to six hundred dollars. Wow! Uh, and, he, and they just come sporadically, maybe every six weeks or so. But still, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, six hundred bucks. My gosh. Yeah. Huh. Well, would you switch to electricity if if it were possible to do that? We have everything's electric here, except for our water heater. And ah. then, we, and that's our heating system. We run hot water in coils underneath the floor, ah. and that's pretty effective. And then we have a, a, a solar collector on the roof that runs water through it, and so you get hot water that way. So that works pretty well. Our our electric bill is actually pretty low. It's only ninety four dollars this month, which is not bad. 
concerning we have a, a well pump and that's how we get our our water is by turning on the well pump yeah ah uh, what is the name of your electric company oh that's sanguinity de cristo uh -huh. electric association uh -huh. um the reason that this the reason this becomes more important now is that all of these counties are right now updating and changing their land use code. I'm sure you follow that. Chafee County is having hearings. Um, uh, Eagle County is too. I don't, Park is doing some of this. And these codes are, are gonna be, you know, very important in terms of what, how the land gets actually used. And, um, you know, I'm a little suspicious of, 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 of the, the big companies that come in and do these codes. Um, well, again, get to getting back to the rails, what about having uh, electric locomotives? I mean, electric overhead wire electric locomotives seem to be great. Uh, I just read in the, the Trains Magazine about the Little Joe locomotives on the Milwaukee, and those are darn powerful. Right. And uh, but I think that's pretty. That's a pretty heavy uh, investment. So I think what I've been seeing a lot about lately is is having battery powers that that would run electric locomotives, and that 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 would be pretty pretty interesting. When I when when we lived in L.A., we lived near the port of uh, L.A., and they had a lot of idling locomotives there, putting out diesel exhaust for a long time. So that, having electric locomotives would be pretty cool. Yeah. We have, yeah. had, John, we've had a guest on here uh, a number of times, uh, uh, Brad, he's a conductor Brad. Yeah. And he's really into where railroads are going today. And he says, you know, there's, a, there's an order out there for 90 some locomotives. And these locomotives have about a 25 year span. The, that they're usable or they continue to use them for 25 years or so. When we get to the end of these engines, the new thinking is gonna be battery operated train cars. He says, we'll be there, but it's gonna take a while. They're able to do it. It's gonna take them a while to bring it. And I thought that was kind of interesting. That's a, you know, a, a 25 year look out there. Yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that, uh... We don't do very well on, you know, <clears throat> basically a capitalist, but still capitalism goes on the short term to, you know, I invested money last year, where's my return? Uh -huh. And so uh, long range planning, I think is a good thing. Actually, that's, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to live in China, but sometimes their economic planning like that is, is beneficial. They've done some amazing stuff uh -huh. on railroads and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and for radio stations like this one, KHEN 106.9 on your, your FM dial, where you can punch a button that says contribute, and you can give money to keep this railroad show on the rails. So uh, and for us, this is all me, going. Let me pipe in on that just for a minute. Sure. Um, many of your listeners are listening to On the Rails through KHEN.org. And there is a donate button. And uh, Floris, I didn't tell you, but you have a fan club that has started. Um, oh. And for $20, they can become a member of your On the Rails 
fan club. It's big news. Wow. Toot, toot, <laughs> high ball. Hit that donate right. button, folks. We, we'll, we'll spend it wisely down here. I'll have course. to get all my relatives, call them up, call everybody that was just on this rail trip, marvelous rail trip that we just took to uh, northern New Mexico. And uh, we want to have time this morning to talk about that trip because that trip raises some interesting questions. Um, uh, caboose to head end. How many minutes do we have here? We're about four or five. We're doing good. Four or five minutes. Well, okay. After the break, we'll get into that trip. Okay. But um, two, two or three other things, since we're, since we're still on, what's going to happen here? Um, I think that uh, the county commissioners, who, I, who are good people, and I support them in all three of these counties, but I think they're, they're probably taking the wrong approach by saying, we don't want to let that railroad come through here because federal law gives immense power to railroads and really trying to, once they've gotten approval from the Surface Transportation Board, which they have, you, you've got a real problem. And now I know they're, they're going, they've gone into federal court, but the whole history there is not good. That is, Somebody comes into federal court and says, hey, this other federal agency over here uh, won't give us permission to operate. And then these federal courts say, well, um, too bad, but uh, we're just going to, that's how, that's what we're going to do. That's it. You know, I mean, it's very, very tough. And that always, of course, goes back to Abraham Lincoln and his belief that uh, federal laws should favor railroads because that's railroad is one one way to move everything around cheaply and move the grain from the Midwest and the, the manufactured goods to California. And it's these Californians, they're the ones. Okay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all our fault. You know, I was going to make that point that, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, <clears throat> the local governments don't have much say over what happens on the railroads, do they? They can pipe into what their their wants are, but I don't, they, they certainly don't have the final say on it, do they? Mm. I mean, and also I, someone was asking me about that and and what I thought about it economically, I would, I did get a degree in economics. And um, uh-huh. essentially I think the, uh, the, there's really not much return to a town that has a railroad running through it. I don't know what, whether there's any tax that, I don't think they can even tax the rail, can they? So uh, Chafee County gets a pittance of tax money every year from the Union Pacific, which presumably would also uh, include the new um, Colorado Midland and Pacific as the leasee of the Union Pacific line. But it's uh, negligible. It's so small. Now, we, we used to have in my old county where I was the county commissioner, we had of course, the Moffat Tunnel, and we had a wheel tax, and that was that helped keep uh, the Moffat Tunnel going. The, there was the Moffat Tunnel board. I, a friend of mine here is uh, was on that board, the Moffat Tunnel board, for a while, and um, I don't know. It, it it there was a little bit of money coming there, but so little that um, they don't really even. They don't even really figure it too much. But yes, indeed, we would lose that if we said to uh, 
say the Colorado, Midland and Pacific, you can't come through here. We would lose a trickle of revenue, but I don't know. You're an economics guy. What, what do you think, John? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think the, the net to a, a local community, you know, that doesn't really have any real service. They just wave at the trains as they come through or have to stop all the trains go through. The, 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 it's, the negative impact is probably uh, much greater in terms of pollution and noise and, and traffic concerns well, than any money they get from yeah. tax. So that would be uh, that would be the downside, but the upside would be if we could get some passenger rail in here, because uh, <laughs> that's just a beautiful trip. I've been mean, coming up from Canyon City to all the way over to say Minturn. Gosh, that would be a fantastic yeah. uh, tourist trip. Uh, it is. It is. Oh, we're getting a signal from the head end. Yeah, signal from the head end to the caboose. This has been fun okay. for us. Oh, we will. We'll take the break. I can refill my teacup. Close it up. It's closed. All right. Let's let's give a high ball as we close it up for this segment of On the Rails. On the count of three, we'll do a little high ball. One, two, three. High ball. High ball. High ball. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. 